0: Hello, and welcome back to Autopsy of a Horror Movie. My name is Brucker, and today on the show, it is another edition of Horror Bites. Today on the show, I will be covering a little tiny bit of horror news, looking into a trailer to preview my next full episode, and I will be joined by Frankie of Shoot to Flick to discuss her opinions in reaction to the new family horror comedy that is Hocus Pocus 2. To kick things off with a little bit of horror news, looking at the box office numbers from this past weekend, uh, Smile is killing it at the box office right now. I believe it is number one from this weekend, and it opened with $22 million. Such a good thing for a smaller horror movie like this that's non-IP. I think that's just really awesome. Just to give us some context, this is the fourth biggest opening weekend for a horror movie this year. The three movies beating it are Nope, Scream, and The Black Phone. So, Smile is in good company with those movies. I enjoyed all of those movies a lot. I have not seen Smile yet, but I do plan on doing it. Their ad campaign was fucking great. Did y'all see all those creepy, smiling actors that the studio hired to just go sit at, like, Good Morning America and all those baseball games, just, like, in the background, smiling, all fucked up and creepily? What a cool marketing campaign. It you know, kind of reminds me a little bit of a little bit of Blair Witch and their very creative uh, marketing campaign and everything. so I fucking love it when movies do this. I was also saying that this movie was supposed to be made straight for streaming, but Paramount really wanted to get this into theaters, and they gambled and they kind of won on that. Uh, its opening weekend again was 22 million, and it had a, you know, slightly smaller budget of 17 million dollars. Um, just, I say slightly smaller. I mean, that's not like a huge number, like, you know, like a Marvel movie or anything, but it's not tiny. I mean, Get Out was made with a $5 million budget, just to put that into perspective. So it almost more than tripled, or it did more than triple the budget of Get Out. Anyways, very happy for Smile. I'm happy for like these cooler, random... Smaller horror movies that are doing well on the box office. We need more of these in the theaters. And there's been a lot of really fun movies coming out lately. So be sure to go out this holiday season. This spooky holiday season. and And join in on the spooky fun. Alright everybody. It is now getting to the trailer previewing portion of the episode. Try saying that three times fast. It took me like six times to record that little fucking notion. Anyways. Um... The Evil Dead from 1981, Sam Raimi's original crazy student film. Um, this is a bonkers-ass movie. It's kind of a bonkers-ass trailer, and I got to talk with a bonkers-ass awesome person. <laughs> I got to talk with Bash Ortega, writer over at HorrorPress.com. Uh, they were kind of to come on my show, and we talked about The Evil Dead, and that episode will be coming out soon, so let's go ahead and preview that by reacting to the trailer. That will play for you right now.
1: The guy that's renting it says it's an old place. A little run down. But it's right up in the mountains. Well, it might not be that bad.
0: I believe I have made a significant find in the Kandarian ruins. Naturan de Manto. Shut it off. Roughly translated, Book of the Dead. The trailer you just listened to was from the theatrical re-release of The Evil Dead from 1987. This movie is The Evil Dead from 1981, and it was written and directed by Sam Raimi. This movie had a very steady climb at the box office. It was made for a budget of $357,000, and it grossed either $2.7 million or $29.4 million at the box office. That is a big difference, but all the websites I go to, state those two numbers as being the box office total and seems that people have a hard time telling what the actual total was because there are so many different i think re-releases of this this movie was a very kind of underground movie i mean it was practically a student film when it came out yes sam Ramey and bruce campbell and their producer were not in school anymore at the university of michigan when they made this movie but It was their first movie right out of college, so I mean, it's basically a grad student movie, and Sam Raimi also started to write the script for this while in grad school, so I think it's pretty fair to say that this is a very successful student film. Um, Not to disparage it or to knock it down any, I mean, this movie is fantastic. It is a, this movie became an instant classic with horror fans, and it currently holds a 95% with the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, and 84% with audience members. On Letterboxd, it has an average rating of 3.7 stars out of 5. There is no Roger Ebert score for this first movie. However, he did rate the rest of the movie, so if, I, if and when I ever do cover those, I'll be able to give you that information there. This movie is a spectacle, and what I love about this is that the trailer is also a spectacle in its own sense. It is crazy. There is enough exposition for you to kind of understand what's going on here. Teens go to the woods for like a weekend. They read from a book. You get all the um, the warnings from the tape recorder, even in the trailer. You get to see all sorts of flashes of the deadites in the trailer. And I love how much of the trailer itself relies on just having really fucking creepy sound design uh the score is terrifying. We're getting the buildup of the banging of the front porch uh swing hitting up against the cabin and it kind of sounds like a heartbeat as um the trailer begins. Um it's just fucking great. This trailer is as wacky as the movie is and it's fucking fantastic. One of my favorite things about this movie that they included in the trailer is the deemed ramo camera or ramo cam, which is kind of like this um innovative steady cam that Sam Raimi came up with for this movie. And I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about. There are several like first-person POVs of the evil spirits rushing through the woods, and they rush through windows and doors and other things. And many people were like, how did he do that? How did he get the camera to go through the windows and crash through stuff without really damaging it? Well, For all the rushing stuff, he had the camera on basically on a stick as he would like ride a bicycle or something like that down the woods to keep it steady. But in front of the camera, uh, he had a T-bar that the T-bar would hit the glass or doors or whatever before the camera got there and uh, is just out of frame. So it kind of just looks like the camera's just running through all this stuff. It is iconic and it's fantastic. And I love that that is included in the trailers. And I kind of briefly mentioned this, but one of my favorite things from this trailer is also the, the tape recording. We get to hear the voiceover of the professor finding the, the Necronomicon and saying how this book should be left alone and kind of detailing all of this stuff. And it acts as a harbinger for both in the movie for the characters, but it's also kind of like a fun harbinger for the trailer as well as it's warning its audience members Do not watch this movie, it is scary, and as Cheryl says, it will not let you leave. This movie will creep into the basement of your own mind and make you think about it after you have left the theater, or your own living room. Just as it did for Drew Goddard, who would later go on to make The Cabin in the Woods, which is sort of a big homage to this movie The Evil Dead. The cabins look exactly the same, the setup is still attractive youths going to the woods for the weekend. They find a cellar with a self-opening door. They tinker around with some stuff down there in the basement. And all sorts of hell rains down upon them throughout the night. Um, this movie will stick with you. And I fucking love that. Um, it's a great time. I love this trailer. And I also love how it fucking ends with the very creepy We're gonna get you children singing. It's, I know like it's the deadites in the movies that do that. But uh, it's just so good. There's not a whole lot for me to say besides, you know, if you haven't seen The Evil Dead, if you're like me, and you slept on this movie for so long, go fucking watch it and tune in for the episode that I have coming out with this. Um, While there is not a Roger Ebert excerpt I can read from, because again, he did not read this, I will read you an excerpt from Letterboxd from a good friend of the show, Jacer Drake, whose review of this I particularly like. He writes, Genuinely scary stuff. The Evil Dead boasts an iconic protagonist, insane practical effects, and a unique and gritty filmmaking style that really works for a movie like this. This has definitely grown on me since the last time I watched it. Still prefer both the sequels, but this was an amazing blueprint, not just for Ash's future adventures, but for horror flicks in general. And I think that Jaysher is so right on that last statement about how this is a blueprint for horror flicks in general. I've already mentioned The Cabin in the Woods. I'm pretty sure that there's loads of other movies that kind of take this blueprint of people being isolated and all hell raining down on them. If you like Jasher, he's a really awesome guy. You can follow him on Letterboxd just by searching for Jaysher Drake and you'll find him. All right, everybody. We've all been in this situation before. There's a new horror movie out, but you're kind of skeptical of the premise. You're not really sure if it's worth your time. You wish that you kind of had your friend. You wish that you had a buddy to go watch it for you. And kind of just let you know, hey, is it worth your time? What can I expect? But don't spoil too much for me. I just kind of, I just need some little nuggets to to know whether or not I want to spend my time and money on seeing this. Well, if you head over to horrorpress.com, there are loads of spoiler-free reviews for all sorts of new movies that are out right now including this awesome review from Tiffany Taylor who wrote about Hocus Pocus 2. Tiffany Taylor didn't just write a, you know, a two or three paragraph thing about Hocus Pocus 2, what her takeaways were and whether or not she would recommend it. No, they'll be way too simple and Tiffany is not one of those people. In fact, none of the writers from HorrorPress.com are just phoning it in. She broke down her review in several different sections bite-sized sections mind you so you could get through this article pretty quickly and there's lots of good things to take away from it I think one of my favorite things from this is that it's spoiler free it's a good review and at the end I get a really good idea of what her opinion is of the movie without really spoiling anything Tiffany writes at the end of her article even though nearly 30 years have passed Hocus Pocus 2 managed to pick up where the first film left off with its humor drama and iconic performances all while representing modern ideals. This film honors the original while also supplying us with a new fun Halloween film that undoubtedly graced family TV screens every October for for the next 30 years. So be sure to head over to horrorpress.com or give the links in the show notes a visit to check out any of Tiffany's articles and all the other fun editorials that are available on that website right now for you, all for free. All right, now let's get into my conversation with Frankie from Shoot the Flick and figure out her insights into the new Focus Pocus movie. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so happy to be sitting down with Frankie of Shoot the Flick. Frankie is one of my favorite indie podcasters. Uh, You and Scott run a very fun uh, movie podcast called Shoot the Flick. And I got to say... Uh, the way y'all run your show is so much fun, it's lighthearted, and you guys do a really good job, I think, of reviewing while also cracking jokes throughout the whole time. Y'all are a good duo, so Frankie, I'm so happy to have you here to talk about Hocus Pocus 2, one of my, one of my people that I know that is a Hocus Pocus fan, like one big fan of the movie. Uh, we've talked about this before, but Frankie, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. I'm so happy to be here, happy the great Brucker has returned Um, I'm so excited to talk about this. I love Hocus Pocus. I love Disney in general. And like, I'm ready to get into this.
0: Alrighty. So I have not seen the movie yet. I have not seen Hocus Pocus 2, which is why I saw that you and Scott had already seen it. I saw that you were prepping for this before the movie dropped on Disney+. Plus. So I'm, and I didn't have time to watch it before this recording. We are recording this on a very beautiful crisp october morning this is a sunday morning and my wife and i were actually doing a screening of it tonight we're having friends come over we're having dinner we've already decorated the house for october and we're bringing out the projector it's gonna be a fun semi-movie going experience at home but uh had to get my person in the field frankie who's already seen hocus pocus too so frankie before we get into your review hocus pocus Mm -hmm. 2 and by the way folks this is gonna be spoiler free so just yes
1: i don't want to ruin the movie for you
0: this is a safe space and also i haven't seen it so frankie's not gonna ruin it for me no definitely not so hocus pocus 2 this is coming out about 30 years from or 29 years i think almost exactly from the first movie which came out in 93
1: it is 29 years in the movie, they specify that it's 29 years, and I it just sounds weird in my ear. <laughs> like, you <laughs> could just round up. It's all right. 30 years. It's basically 30 years. Um, But, yeah.
0: So, it's 30 years. What are your thoughts about, before getting to the actual review, you know, when the news came out that they were making this and the trailers dropped and everything, what were your initial thoughts on there being a sequel to Hocus
1: Pocus? Um gotta be honest I wasn't thrilled (laughs) (laughs) Um, just because the Disney machine is what it is right it has made so many live action remakes of things and unnecessary sequels to things that it's just when you hear something you love is going to be remade that you think is perfect the way it is it's like ugh but then you also know, ugh, I'm going to watch this <laughs> regardless of whether I want to or not. I'm going to watch it. So that's basically what I was thinking at the time.
0: Did, did the trailer entice you at all or are you, t- are you the type of person that stays away from trailers?
1: No, I did watch the trailer and I kept my opinion of, oh, God, because it just <laughs> the trailer comes off like any kind of remake of anything from like the 80s or 90s that is done today. It came off a very sanitized version of Hocus Pocus. And you know maybe I've been spoiled by my 90s goodness but that's the vibe I got from the trailer. And yeah I still wasn't excited about it necessarily. I I thought it was gonna be okay because The trio who plays the witches, they are all great actresses and they're funny. And the idea of them reuniting was like cute to me. But yeah, I wasn't expecting much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got to admit, I wasn't super thrilled when the news first broke. And I didn't, I don't really get where there's room to have a sequel. Because as you kind of said, the first movie ties itself off in a nice little bow at the end of it. And it's, it's perfect, you know, one movie you know it's a perfect you know little family halloween you know comedy that it, people still watch today uh do now that you've kind of been out of it uh are your thoughts like oh there was actually room for a sequel or like what were what kind of like your thoughts now beyond the other side of seeing this movie
1: no i still think it was unnecessary to do <laughs> <laughs> and like, generally, I I thought positively of the film. I'll just say that up front. Like, it's, it's not bad by any stretch. However, looking back on it, even now, after having a generally positive experience, could we have survived without Hocus Pocus 2? Yes, absolutely. It would have been just fine. Um, because, it, and when you just said just now that you're going to have, like, this big, like, movie night, and, like, spooky movie Hocus Pocus-thon, and, like, the thing, like, that's, that just makes me so happy, because, like, that's basically what Hocus Pocus is, the original, like, it's very much a Halloween movie, it's not really scary, but it's got a lot of spooky things in it, and it it appeals to everybody, like, it really is the, one of the perfect Halloween movies in that respect, like, it's not going to scare anybody into peeing themselves, but it's gonna like give you a, a fun, spooky feeling and a good time. So and like is this movie, the second one, is that the same vibe? Eh, kinda. Kinda sorta.
0: Hmm. So you described earlier that like the trailer kinda looked like a sanitized version of the first movie. Has it kinda like lost its edge a little bit in the sequel? Yes. Do they kinda like oh yeah, they really try to go super family friendly in it?
1: Sure. And it was funny because before I watched the trailer, because if you've seen the first Focus Focus, which I know you have, they mention they not only mention the fact that the main character Max is a virgin, they constantly bring it up mm-hmm. at, <laughs> at nauseum almost to make fun of the main character. And then, because wh- I knew going into watching the trailer that there was two female teenage girls as like the kid leads, so I'm like. Are they even going to mention the virginity angle? Because it would be kind of weird if they do the same thing as the original <laughs> where they make fun of two 17-year-old girls for being virgins. That would be kind of weird. Um, and I was surprised that they even mentioned the word version <laughs> in the trailer. But, yeah, it's not its not the same edge, I guess, like you said, with the first one. They kind of mention... Um, the, so virginity like this, this did come up.
0: I'm sorry to interrupt. V- but... v-
1: no, no, no. Virginity came up.
0: Oh, um, okay. I
1: feel I feel like it's not Weird. a spoiler that the witches come back. So when the black flame candle is lit in the second movie, it is referenced that oh, it works because virgin, but after that it's never mentioned again. Oh, okay. Um, they they dropped that. There's like one joke about it. I won't like spoil, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's one joke about it and then it's never mentioned again. So, yeah, it's it, it, it definitely is like a I don't know if sanitized is the best word. It's it's somewhat sanitized from the first one in that regard anyway, Um, Mm -hmm. but there you know there's still a lot of little I guess like callbacks to the touchstones of the original. What I was afraid of also like because a lot of remakes these days are or sequels like legacy sequels you know they're just like a two hour romp of making specific references to the original and it's just like that's all it is and that's not what this is thankfully
0: oh okay cuz that was one of my questions i was going to ask was like is this movie kind of just like just just replaying the hits of the first movie
1: like it is and it isn't it's it it does it does make references but not to the point where it, the story is suffering and not to the point hmm. where you, the, you like it's not like they're just throwing stuff in there to throw it in there like whatever they put in it's for the purposes of the story or like a good joke or something like that
0: okay so it's, it's still trying to be very much its own thing
1: yeah but i mean there is still like <laughs> kind fi- of i don't know it's like yeah it's all very kind of in my opinion like there's still <laughs> certain that like there's the fish out of water humor where like you know the witches are back and it's 2022 oh my goodness uh, there's a whole walgreens if you like walgreens if you work for walgreens There's a whole-ass ginormous product placement for Walgreens in this movie. It's actually kind of hilarious. And then right after we watched the movie, it was funny. I I think we were watching some YouTube video or something, and an ad came up. And it's like, watch Hocus Pocus 2 and go to Walgreens for all of your... It was so...
0: Oh, that's gross. So (laughs) bad.
1: It was so bad. But, yeah... That, but thankfully, that's not. That's just like a, a a smallish portion of the film, and then we move on from the obvious product placement.
0: Mm, interesting. I'm kind of curious now <laughs> yeah. about this whole Walgreens segment. Oh, you're um, gonna want to go to
1: Walgreens. Uh, <laughs> so bad. The corner bad. of
0: happy and healthy. Yikes.
1: Oh my god. Uh, no more CVS for you, Brooke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, do you think that it's? I find it interesting that this movie with. How much how many people love the first one? you know it's a very beloved classic with so many people. I'm kind of surprised that this sequel did not get a theatrical release. Are you surprised by that?
1: Not at all actually. um I think just by I mean maybe if they put more money into it, I feel like it just comes down to like the money that they put into it. It's very. Hmm. It's, I mean, it's certainly cheaper compared to the original. I can tell you that right now. Like, the amount of green screen in this movie that's obvious green screen is, like... <laughs> it's kind of, like, funny at times. Um, but I will say... I, I wasn't surprised it didn't get a theatrical release because Hocus Pocus, I think, is still considered, like, a cult-type movie. Like, I feel like people our age talk about it a lot, but mm-hmm. just overall, like... I feel like it's a very niche like Halloween movie like outside of Halloween nobody talks about Hocus Pocus being like the cinematic masterpiece so I think it was kind of meant for a a Disney plus thing you know what I mean Mm.
0: yeah I I, I was kind of like confused by that because I think that that would be a fun movie to see in theaters at least with kids I don't know I guess maybe it's just different now because you know I think about the movies that I'm like hooked on still to this day that I saw as kids and a lot of Some of them are because I saw them in theaters over and over and you kind of get that cinematic, just magic from it, from seeing it in theaters. But I don't know, I guess like kids, kids today, not to sound like a grampy, but, uh, you know, they're they're, they're on their iPads watching YouTube clips and, you know, they want to be in the comfort of their own home watching stuff like this. So maybe that's like where stuff is going. Maybe kids, do you think kids care as much to see it on the big screen as they do on their iPads?
1: I definitely don't think they do. I, I think you're I think that's definitely a part of it. I think you're right. I think that, you know, they like the immediacy of just turning it on on their TV or on their phone and watching it there. And also, I think it. if you want to compare it to something else, it's kind of similar now that I'm thinking about it. They're doing uh, a Santa Claus like reboot r- sequel series or whatever on Disney Plus and like that when christmas rolls around forget about it all the little disney 90s kids are talking about how great santa claus was and eh, not so much in my opinion but okay <laughs> 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 um and they're you know oh santa claus is retiring tim allen's back you guys aren't you excited for tim allen <laughs> you Jesus know what i mean Christ. so <laughs> yeah so they're just throwing that on disney plus too and maybe that'll end up being good too who knows but yeah yeah i think hocus pocus while it is better than santa claus and probably more popular i would say despite being both being a holiday thing i think it's still considered like a niche maybe cultish type movie hocus pocus
0: while talking about your review i was kind of going to mention the what kind of like score is getting so far and just as like as a comparison to the original hocus pocus so i'm tomatoes the original Hocus Pocus has a score on the tomato meter, so it's like the critic score of a thirty eight percent. Yeah, I know the, it's
1: grossly low, I remember that.
0: It that's is, but the <laughs> but the audience score, it which has over quarter of a million ratings, is seventy one percent, which I think is pretty good. Still I think kinda low for something like I would I would imagine that it's at least in the eighties. But I
1: would think so too, but I think the sev- I think the seventy ish is fair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll go on
1: tomatoes. I think that's
0: fair. I'll give that to them. Um however, for Focus Pocus two, the critics and audience score are a little bit more aligned, but it's still pretty low. The tomato meter is at fifty nine percent and the audience audience score is at fifty six percent. Um, I guess I can't be too surprised by something like that with I feel like a lot of people would just automatically kind of give like a lower rating just because it's a kind of a rehash and a sequel and it feels very grab assy and money grabbing and everything yeah, um
1: it's for sure cash grabby of course it is um and i don't i think that rotten tomato score is fine considering that the original's at 70 it's okay that this is at like what did you say like 50 something
0: 56 yeah
1: yeah so like that's okay i mean like i said it's cheap <laughs> and it's clearly <laughs> cash grabby and like obviously so i I had a positive view of it generally, and so did Scott. Um, but Scott doesn't have like the childhood connection to Hocus Pocus that I do. I oh, think, really? Yeah. No, we did. We actually did it on our show. I introduced him to Hocus Pocus, like I think a couple years ago, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think I think the people like me who grew up with this are more forgiving of it. Like, the first line in my review on Letterboxd is, this is a lot better than it has any right to be. And it is, for sure. But, like, if I were judging this film as a completely objective critic, I would probably rate it lower than that, <laughs> like than I did. <laughs> so, right. yeah, I mean, listen, this, I will fully admit, I have been taken in by the nostalgia beast and, you know... like I said it's like oh god I don't really this isn't necessary why does this have to happen but then again I'm gonna watch it because Hocus Pocus that's kind of the vibe so yeah anyone that's a fan of the original is gonna watch this and probably like it more than they thought they would I I would assume
0: I think with your note that it feels cheap as in like you know like the budget I think I might actually like that because I don't know I I feel like that kind of at least inherently in other movies when there are budget restrictions that leads to cool creative decisions just because of like things they have to get around. So I'm curious to see if I notice that as well, but if I notice it in like a positive way, Oh, I kind of like that this feels cause I feel like when I mean, things are cheaper right. and they're not leaning on CGI so much, there's like more texture to it. And I kind of, I sometimes like when I go, Oh, that is practical, but I like that I could like see the, practicalness of it or whatever
1: well that this is the thing though this isn't a a a horror movie made in like 1985 this is a horror (laughs) movie made horror movie in big quotation marks this is a horror film (laughs) halloween film what have you made in 2022 so when they have budget restrictions they don't like go practical they go oh let's just do cheap cgi or cheap um, green screen effects that you can clearly see like a green outline around oh, that's people's worse. faces. So like, I'm not mad at it. It's, it wasn't glaringly obvious the whole time that it was like cheaper. Like there's just a few moments throughout. You might notice more than me because you're a movie guy too. But um, there was like a few moments where like you see it and it's like, eh, but like by then it's like, y- you know, you're in and you don't care. But um, I will say, despite the fact that this movie is, like, the diet hocus pocus, right? It's not <laughs> as good as the original. It's not as, you know, uh, like, healthy in the production design department, maybe, as the original. Uh, the story maybe isn't as great as the original. I have to say... <laughs> I did fall for it because at the, by the end of the movie, there were there were watery eyes over here. Oh I had I had little uh, no tears fell from my face. Okay, let's not make fun of me it's too bad. Just a bad. misting. I had a misty eye. Let's just put it that way. It. I was worried in the beginning, and you're going to be worried in the beginning too, because the beginning of this movie is a flashback. Just so you know, uh, to, to the witch's childhoods. <laughs> and it might it might i don't i don't want to give you any spoilers but it might try to make you sympathize with them a little bit and it might make you a little nervous <laughs> about what movie we're watching oh, but it it turns it around it's okay <laughs> it's I mean, in the first 10 minutes you're gonna be a little worried but it's gonna be okay <laughs> i will
0: say you know you bringing that up that does also strike a chord with what disney has been trying to do lately with their villains and make them more relatable and sympathetic yes. or empathetic and give them a background mm-hmm. and everything so
1: and i hate that i really i don't like it i don't can we just because... have witches
0: that want to kill kids i mean can we just right, have that like, it's in our fine.
1: it's okay <laughs> <laughs> it's really okay like they're in the first movie we didn't really have any background into them at all they were just mean old witches that mm-hmm. like were bajillion years old and wanted to eat children's souls and that was okay there's a child um, death in
0: the first act of the movie
1: yes oh my god yeah oh my god when i rewatched the original it was yeah i love that creepings oh that's the thing too there is a black cat in this movie There's a black cat in this movie, you guys. And I won't say whether or not he's Thackeray Banks. Scott was convinced throughout the entire movie that at the end, this black cat that's in the movie was going to come out and be Thackeray Banks. But I'm like, didn't you watch the original literally yesterday? (laughs) Like, it's not...
0: So continuity is good here. (laughs) Continuity is okay. Continuity
1: is good, yeah. Good. It's fine. We're okay. Awesome. Although you're going to think... You're also going to think that the... Character, the adult character in the movie that's kind of a, that runs the magic shop. The guy that runs the magic shop, you're gonna think he's really dumb because he is, and that's that's the only other li- tiny little spoiler that I'll I give.
0: love that review. You're gonna you're going think he's dumb, and it's because he is.
1: <laughs> it's because he is. The setup to the premise of this movie is like how the witches come back is really stupid. But you accept it because you know and want the witches to come back. So you just accept whatever nonsense is happening Mm -hmm. to make them come back. But yeah, like steps away from it. He's really dumb.
0: (laughs) I know it's like kind of bold of me to say because I haven't even seen this. But what I think would have been a more interesting premise is if they didn't make it modern day, if they kind of just did just like a different time era before the first movie i don't want to say prequel but if they just did like the sanderson witches uh, or sanderson sanderson sisters goodness if they like also came back like in like the 80s or something like that and like they killed a couple of kids in the 80s as well just to like heighten their you know their their famousness and like their the lore of them in salem by like white people really respect not fucking around with that house or anything
1: would have been fun i mean if you go if you go back to the 80s you run the risk of you know being compared to stranger things which is like i mean nobody really cares i don't I mean, think disney a is about that now that are retro <laughs> and you get compared to stranger things and nobody cares because you, you make money either way so you know, go matter. back to the 50s but, <laughs>
0: then let's go way way back let's go <laughs>
1: oh god no no one wants that oh my goodness <laughs> literally no one wants that um yeah i I'm not mad that they did it in present day I just think it's kind of funny that like in the first one they're like oh we haven't seen them for 300 years oh my goodness and then in this one they're like yeah they were you know hanging around 30 years ago they've only been gone 30 years (laughs) like not that much has changed in 30 years Oh, when the fucking oh my god they did it in the first movie too this is another thing that's kind of akin to the uh, to the original they did it a few times in the original they make modern day references that if you think about it for more than two seconds, you're like, you, there's no way you would know what this. How do you know? How do you know what a car is? How do you know what a license is or being arrested? Mm-hmm. Like sh- they just make references in the original that there's no way they would know what it is. In this one, they do it more. And it's annoying <laughs> a little bit. in the be- It's mostly in the beginning and then they eventually taper off. But they keep doing it. And this isn't a spoiler because it's in the freaking poster for the movie. One of the witches rides a Roomba around or two Roombas because it's 2022 and Roombas exist. Roombas came out in like the 2000s. Right. So that's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) So and the Roombas are important to the plot. Oh, you think you think it's just going to be a gag? (laughs) Oh, no, you fool. The Roombas are important to the plot. And that's all I'll say about the Roombas.
0: It is the MacGuffin of the movie, apparently. It, okay. it
1: kind of is in a weird way. But I liked the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I know I'm making fun of it, but that's what I do. I liked the movie.
0: Well, that leads me to my next question, last question for you, which is, because uh, on your show, on Shoot the Flake, you guys give a rating of, you know, one to five stars. Uh, so for Hocus Pocus 2, how many um, how many Wabos w- would you give this movie?
1: <laughs> how many Yabos? Um, yabos, that's I... it. <laughs> I gave it um, on Letterboxd and on Shoot the Flick, I would give this three and a half out of five Yabos. A very generous three and a half out of five Yabos. There was no Yabos (laughs) references in this movie. I was disgusted. I wanted some Yabos in this movie, but nothing.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm trying to keep it PG for considering what's going on with the movie and everyone is in it. But anyways... Thank you, Frankie, for being our uh, in-the-field reporter and seeing this movie and talking us through this with a uh, spoiler-free review of it. I really do appreciate it. Um, before yeah, we I go, hope I
1: hyped it up enough.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, uh, this episode will be coming out in just a couple of days. And Shoot the Flake releases new episodes on Wednesdays. What's your new What's your new episode coming out this week?
1: Oh well, we're starting our spooky month, so Scott's gonna be showing me a movie first. Um, it's it's a werewolf movie, so that narrows the field a lot. You can probably count on your hand the amount of good werewolf movies, and just pick one and guess what we're doing.
0: <laughs> Ooh, Emma, can I guess? Can I? Will you let me know if I'm right? Or is, I'll let you know this, if you're is this, right. Is this top secret information that I'm getting no, into? Okay, you, can,
1: it, you can guess.
0: Are you doing? Is it Ginger Snaps?
1: Oh my god, <laughs> you guessed it! That's so funny. You actually guessed it.
0: I Look do follow you know. and stalk your husband on letterboxd from time to time and I think I saw that he rated this kind of recently or like Yeah, I, I think don't know.
1: he rewatched it and I watched it for the first time, so yeah. <laughs>
0: interesting. I'm kind of curious to see what what you have to say about that movie cuz that's kind of like a interesting coming of age story. It is. Uh,
1: it's interesting.
0: <laughs> it's Mean Girls with a well, werewolf.
1: Yeah, uh we actually referenced your review on our show. <laughs>
0: Oh, hell yes. Scott was
1: like, oh, Brucker said it's basically mean girls, but with werewolves. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs>
0: I cited myself just now. Awesome. All right. Well, <laughs> there <you> Frankie, go. <laughs> thank you so much again. Where can people find you in Shoot the Flick? Uh,
1: well, Shoot the Flick, like Brucker said, releases new episodes every single Wednesday. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick. And we introduce each other to new movies every single week and it's quite an interesting time (laughs)
0: it's quite an interesting time thank you again Frankie have a happy October season and uh, hope to interact with you soon on on the internet
1: (laughs) yes yes we will definitely do this again we got to do it again for sure
0: for sure all right Frankie thank you so much for your time
1: no problem see you soon
0: All right, everybody, that is going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I want to thank Frankie again for coming on here. And since I have recorded this, I have had that movie night and watched Hocus Pocus 2. I gotta say, I enjoyed it. It did have all the issues that Frankie and I talked about, but you know what, at the end of the day, it was kind of fun pretty cute. Didn't totally hate it. Was it worth it be made? I don't know, but hey, it. I recommend checking it out i totally agree with frankie's review this was a lot of fun and I also agreed with tiffany taylor's review over on horrorpress.com so be sure to go check that out uh, please be sure to give me a follow on twitter and instagram at Brucker horror thank you to the patrons thank you tiffany Jay, sure cleveland and james you guys rule if you want to support me head over to patreon.com slash horror and have a fabulous october i will see you next time be sure to watch some good movies goodbye